Welcome to Sex Communication, a project aimed at changing how people talk about sex. It features audio recordings of sex acts, extremely frank conversations, and many confessionals. Please note that our content is explicit and uncensored. And while these episodes may indeed arouse you, the intent is to inform and inspire. Join us now for a judgment and shame-free exploration of sex. Sexy, sexy, sex stuff. Sex. Hey guys, welcome to episode 48. This is the quickie episode for July 8th to the 14th. So I watched a couple have sex via Skype. Uh, That happened Tuesday. Uh, That was kind of the big kickoff to my week. Um, and yeah, it was a a couple that I knew they asked me to do this as a a means of helping them train for orgies, you know, having a higher comfort level with having somebody watch them have sex. So I was happy to oblige. Uh, Like I said, there are people that I know and they, I mean, there were no hard requirements for it. It wasn't like, you know, we want you to do this and we require that you masturbate during blah, blah, blah. Um, you know, and it's always one of those things like, maybe I will, maybe I won't, you know, it kind of happens when, um, when people that, you know, reach out to me kind of for any project or, or anything who are familiar with the podcast and the masturbation party, especially are like, are you also going to masturbate? And I always say, you know, nothing is off the table, but nothing is guaranteed. That's pretty much my rote response these days. So anyway, so I didn't go into it sure that I would, you know, I was more than willing to, you know, be the eyes that they were looking for. Um, but other than that, I didn't have, a, um, I don't know. I just didn't, I didn't know. I hadn't actually done this before. Like I've played with people via Skype, but it's a lot different than arranging a time where you're going to watch people have sex, you know, but I was like, how different from watching porn could this be? Uh, so I was kind of surprised that it, it was a lot different. It was surprising how much of an impact it makes just being able to communicate in real time with the people that you're watching, you know, so they'd be like, well, you know, we can see you, I can see what you're doing, asking me what I was doing, you know, kind of talking through what they were doing. It was kind of surreal actually, but it was not unpleasant. It was pretty cool. The other thing, so yeah, they had requested, we did like a, uh, like a tech setup, you know, testing call shortly before we had agreed to do this, um, which was in the evening. And yeah, they asked that, that, or right. Actually the gentleman who is the one that I was in most contact with was like, you know, you know, can you be naked? And it was like, okay, sure. If nothing else, I can agree to that being a (laughs) base level thing that I will give to this experience, given that, you know, you're going at it and I'm watching and you're really putting yourself out there. So it felt like the least that I could do. Um, but just given the nature of it and that I was doing the call in my bedroom. So I was on my bed and, uh, you know, I had my toys at the ready. I had lube at the ready. Who knows what was going to happen? Maybe I would be moved to masturbate. Um, and they were having anal sex and more than anything, I felt really envious that I was not the one having anal sex. Not that I I wanted to like be in, in their scenario. It's like, I wanted that for myself. So I actually was thinking about, um, number 54 specifically, but also, you know, I was kind of using my vibrator and just, you know, might as well, I was already naked. I had everything there. 
watching something sexual. So I was just kind of going at it, not, not with a, a mission, really not very aggressively, but just, you know, trying to take advantage of the situation. And then as my envy was growing, um, I was finally like, fuck it. I'm, I'm going <laughs> to grab another toy. So, you know, I came at it prepared with my cordless magic wand and that tiger vibrating dildo that I have come to love. Um, but I have this other slimmer toy. I don't know what it's called. I'll link to it. Um, but it's slim and it's got this strange curve to it. Uh, it's certainly not marketed as an anal toy, but it's kind of a perfect size and length. You know, it's easy. The thing about anal toys I find is, um, like I need a certain amount of length just so that I can move it in and out of myself reaching down. But anyway, so this toy is long and it's thin, um, but it doesn't have any kind of wide base. So it's something I always, you know, very mindful of that when I'm using it, just not to lose track of it because I do not want to have to go to the emergency room with something lost in my ass, something, you know, I talked about in that anal sex episode that came out a little while ago. Um, so yeah, so I was using that. And like I said, it was, it's thin and it's much thinner than the tiger dildo. And I hadn't done anything anal related while masturbating in quite a while. I mean, I used to more regularly and I used to be really intent on getting one of, uh, they actually make some three pronged toys so that something can be manipulating your clit while you have something inserted in your vagina and something inserted in your ass. But there are only a, a few models like that. And there are so few that exist. It's kind of, you know, I feel like measurements are really important with something like that, because if something's too wide or too long or too short or too far apart, like it throw the whole thing off. So I've never, you know, gone and, and used one. I've just, you know, used my vibrators and dildos on my own ass with the magic wand. Um, things work out pretty well, but like I said, I haven't done this for a while, but here I am watching them have the anal sex and like being all envious that nobody's fucking me in the ass. And I'm using this on my, on my own ass now that I have this third toy in the play. And, um, yeah, I eventually got to the point where I was, you know, was lubed up and I was ready and I was turned on and turned on enough that I was able to use the tiger vibrator in my ass, which I did and had a great anal orgasm or an a spot orgasm as I've come to realize may actually be more accurate. Um, so that was, yeah, it was kind of a, a surprising turn of events. I didn't, I didn't think that's that's how the night was going to go. Um, but it was good and, um, just made me nostalgic for having anal sex. There's talks that we may do this event again, that I may watch them again. Um, I don't know when that might be, but yeah, that was my Tuesday night. Um, and then another thing that happened Thursdays, I had the first shoot of the growers versus shower series that I spoke about in some other episodes. So I'm doing this male body positivity photo project that's bigger than just this one series, but this is kind of the first, the first event. Um, and so the gentleman who's going to be my model arrived and, you know, we, we sat down in my living room and kind of talked and 
established a base comfort with each other. So, I mean, here this person was coming to my apartment. We'd never met each other. And I didn't even know what he looked like prior to his arrival. So, you know, pure strangers. And you're under the agreement that, you know, you're going to take your clothes off in front of me and also, you know, masturbate because part of it is, you know, looking for the grower versus shower, there has to be arousal in it, you know, kind of the pre and post of an erection. So how does one get that erection? So this is already part of the mix. Like basically you're coming here, you're going to masturbate in front of me and hello, nice to meet you. Um, <laughs> that was kind of funny. Just the, the whole setup of it. It just, you know, describing it as like, this is my life. It's, it's hysterical to me in a way. Um, but yeah, so we moved into my bedroom after we had chatted for a bit and, you know, just got to it, began shooting the, the pre-arousal, the flaccid penis pics. And, um, you know, it was very sweet. And he had sent me a whole bunch of, uh, porn clips before we, we had this meeting. So I had those at the ready because, you know, we was understood what was going to happen and, um, I'm nobody's fluffer. So yeah, we had those. And then I was taking pictures of him stroking and like some shots with the porn in the background and this alternating with pictures of, of his now erect penis and then some other standing shots that kind of mimicked uh, the situation before the arousal, um, you know, the, to really capture the before and after. And that was it. Yeah, I didn't really know what it, what to expect. I mean, as you've heard me describe before, I do enjoy watching men masturbate. So I suspected I was going to be turned on during it and I didn't know what was going to happen. Um, but I actually, I wasn't, my mind was just so occupied with trying to get the shots and the composition and the lighting. So yeah, I was so occupied with that. It was almost like I didn't have room to be aroused or to be distracted by my own, um, you know, interests. And it, it really kind of made me understand how professional photographers are able to, you know, do erotic photo shoots and not get carried away and jump into it, though. I'm sure that does happen. And, you know, this being the first time that I've done this with the intention going into it and the setup and everything, um, I don't know if this will always be the case, but it was certainly the case for this first time. And there are more shoots to come this weekend. There are a few people that are only available on the weekend. So next weekend, there might be several people that I'm shooting all in a row. So we'll see how that goes. Um, but other than that, you know, I, I used the, the toys. I didn't do much uh, anal masturbation aside from Tuesday. Um, but last night, kind of a, kind of a strange turn. But um, so, yeah, I really like nipple play, but I'm not so into manipulating my own breasts. I see that sometimes in porn and it's like, are you really, is that really turning you on? I mean, like, come on, it doesn't seem really believable to me. Um, you know, the whole seeing the man behind the curtain kind of thing. Like I know that I'm the one doing it. It's not like, it's not really doing anything for me. But last night, um, I did, you know, I was stroking them, pinching them, pulling them a little bit, and it was working. I mean, of course, the whole time in my head, I'm fantasizing or imagining that somebody else is doing this. So I'm like talking myself through that. So I don't know if I just had, you know, the, um, what do they call it? The suspension of disbelief was strong enough that I was able to enjoy it, but it really did help. Um, so yeah, I was able to get off just with toys and no porn. 
And it wasn't crazy mind-blowing, even deeply internal orgasm, but it was satisfying. It was satisfying. So, I don't know. More to come maybe with that? Who knows? Um, But that's really it for this week. So, I'll link to the toys in the show notes again. And otherwise, I will speak to you Friday. Have a great week. Bye. Thanks for listening to this episode of Sex Communication. Did you dig it? Tell a friend. Subscribe. Leave a review on iTunes. Send an email. I really would love for you to do all of these things. And if you'd like to know more about this project, visit graphicpaint.com slash sexpodcast for additional episodes and background on how this all began. And if you'd like to be a part of this podcast, send an email to sex at graphicpaint.com. Every story and experience is valuable, so why not do an interview or submit your own filthy audio? Be a part of our revolution and help us spread the message of sexy self-acceptance.